Okay, cancel the St. Patrick's Day parade. Yeah, it's uh, scheduled for a week from Saturday, March 16th, uh, but the city of Pittsburgh really should be thinking about never allowing the St. Patrick's Day uh, parade again. And the reason I say this, and uh, I know that may come as a shock to hear me say that, it's a pretty big tradition around here, but the reason I say that is uh, it's based on the city's approach to the Pittsburgh Kids Marathon and Kids of Steel. That's coming up in May, and it's uh, a kind of a uh, pregame for the uh, the big marathon on Sunday. This, this, uh, I think that uh, event actually happens on the Saturday before. But according to a st- this story in the Post-Gazette, uh, unless the marathon organizers boot Chick-fil-A as a sponsorship, the Pittsburgh Public Schools Board will ban district employees and schools from participating in what's uh, a nice event for kids, I guess. That would be the, uh, you know, the kids race, uh, the, the what's it called, the uh, Kids of Steel and the Pittsburgh Kids Marathon. Yeah, uh, that, you know, Chick-fil-A, that's, uh, that's a problem for them. Uh, all nine city council members, and by the way, I uh, before I go further, I did uh, attempt to um, have uh, a city council person, city council woman, Darlene Harris, on the show, or at least to get her to comment. I left a message with her assistant, and uh, she didn't call me back. So I gave it a shot. But anyway, all nine council members signed a letter asking the marathon to nix the funding deal. The correspondence went to uh, P3R. That's a, a nonprofit uh, that that manages the race events, and that was that went to them just as its board was due to discuss the sponsorship uh, today at some point. So we tried to get someone from P3R on today, and uh, they didn't want to do it, but they uh, reiterated to us the statement that they uh, were quoted as making in this uh, Post Gazette story, and I'll get to that in a minute. But uh, the meeting was closed to the public. Chick-fil-A has fallen under criticism because of uh, comments made by Dan T. Cathy, that's the founder's son, about gay marriage and and for donations to conservative family foundations. Again, this is from the Post-Gazette story. Uh, And I should give credit to uh, Elizabeth Behrman and uh, Adam Smeltz wrote the story for Uh, Post-Gazette. This is is what Ira Weiss is quoted as saying. She's the school solicitor. They have several beliefs which they've expressed officially, largely through religious basis, that are quite discriminatory and are quite inconsistent with the district's policies regarding discrimination on the basis of gender, race, etc. That's, again, Ira Weiss, the school solicitor. Uh, school board members Linda Wren, Myra uh, Kaleida, and Terry Kennedy brought the matter to Ira Weiss and administrators after hearing from concerned constituents, uh, according to Mr. Weiss. I always wonder about that. I just wonder how many people really care that much that uh, that they would really, uh, for, you know, that, that they're, first of all, even that much aware of the controversy surrounding Chick-fil-A. I do know this. I, I think they're the most popular fast food restaurant in the United States or second most uh, popular in the United States right now. And the one that uh, I live uh, pretty close to out in the South Hills, packed all the time. And uh, if you're listening to me now, just uh, out of spite, just go there and get a sandwich for dinner. Um, But I I did. I tried to get uh, Darlene Harris on. She was uh, not willing to do it or not able to. I shouldn't say not willing. And she just never called me back. But more than 1,100 signatures uh, appear on that petition. Uh, it was posted on the Action Network website, and it accuses Chick-fil-A of being, are you ready, openly homophobic and transphobic. 
The restaurant's headquarters, uh, no comment, said it doesn't have a political or social agenda, focusing instead on service and hospitality for all. They, you know, we're selling chicken. Leave us alone. At City Council, uh, City Council member Erica Strasberger said the brand name would be perceived to espouse bigotry and hate. And she circulated the letter signed by her uh, council colleagues. Um, the brand name actually, uh, I think, if, if you say it to most people, what they think of is chicken and waffle fries. You know, that's what they make, and it's pretty good, actually. Um, this is really about the children and about sending the message to the children of Pittsburgh and really to everyone that Pittsburgh, as far as city council is concerned, is welcoming and inclusive for everyone, except people who believe what the owner of of uh, um, Chick-fil-A believes. You're not a welcome. We don't want you here because uh, we don't like... If we don't want the sponsor, we definitely don't want you or your kids running in this race if you don't happen to agree with gay marriage. So don't be having your kids running this race. We'd appreciate that. Uh, she and Council President Bruce Krause, they met last week, and uh, Mr. Strasberger called the conserv- uh, conversation productive. She said it's clear that the, uh, ma- the marathon did not have malicious intent. Really? You would think that uh, the marathon would be going out of their way to just make everybody mad. That would be a good thing, and it would be a good thing for Chick-fil-A to get involved in. Let's do something that will piss everybody off and not want anybody to eat at our restaurants anymore. Uh, So everybody's welcome except Catholics uh, and anybody else who disagrees with them on on gay marriage. Now, I'll get to why the St. Patrick's Day um, um, parade should be canceled. I mean, that seems pretty obvious to me. Um, but if another organization does, oh, this is, wait a minute, this is a quote from um, Kevin Carter, school board member, said he was eager to review the board's uh, resolution. He wants to, quote, avoid a slippery slope that could force board members to object any time an event sponsor differs ideologically from the school district, he said. And then this is a quote from him in the, in the Post-Gazette story. But if another organization does come forward that does not embrace all of our students, I would feel the same way, and that this resolution be applied to that as well. Um, Marathon organizers announced a three-year deal with Chick-fil-A on September 27th, uh, and the title sponsor, it's called the Chick-fil-A Pittsburgh Kids Marathon. That's going to kill them to have to say that. The Chick-fil-A Pittsburgh Kids Marathon, as well as a sponsor of the Kids of Steel, that's physical activity and nutrition program. Uh, and here's the statement. Now they said we we asked uh, P3R uh, to uh, ha- we asked for somebody to come on the show, and they declined. Uh, and they sent us a a statement. And the statement they sent us is exactly the one that I'm going to read right now, which is from the Post Gazette story. P3R is, and this this came to us uh, what time? Four forty-five or so. So. I'm going to I'm going to assume I may be wrong that they had their meeting about this and they're sticking with it which is good for them if they are. P3 but I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if all of a sudden Chick-fil-A was booted and that wouldn't surprise me. P3R P3R is deeply passionate about and committed to promoting a love of running, health and fitness in the Pittsburgh region. Our intent with this partnership along with all of our partnerships is to further expand All of our events and programming, including the Pittsburgh Kids Marathon and Kids of Steel, the partnership with Chick-fil-A Pittsburgh will help us ensure even more children in southwestern Pennsylvania can learn and share in our love of running. Okay? So that's what they want. Now, they don't want want Chick-fil-A because, 
Well, I told you why. Because uh, they're homophobic and transphobic, and they don't like uh, uh, the way the owner spoke of or what he promotes uh, as far as his uh, beliefs about gay marriage. Well, um, what about the St. Patrick's Day Parade? Now, I do know that um, the the parade is going to be, it's not sponsored by the city, I don't think, but it's a it's a tradition in the city. It's been going on for a million years. I don't know how far back it goes, way back, as far as I can remember, and I'm, I've been around a while. It goes back and back and back. Um, and it's the Catholic Saint, Patrick. You know, you hear things like St. Patrick's Day, and it, and it kind of loses its meaning. It's just that, that you think of uh, green, and you think of drinking green beer, and you think of all that stuff. But it originated as a tribute uh, to St. Patrick on the Feast of St. Patrick. Um, and it's uh, been around a long time. And um, here's what the Catholic Church has to say about sexual orientation and gender identity. I don't think this is a whole lot different from Mr. Kathy's uh, feelings about it. And the city is going to close off streets. The Port Authority is going to have special um, you know, routes and scheduling and everything to accommodate the parade. Uh, Joe Biden might show up again. He's been here. How does he associate himself with the Catholic Church? Oh, wait, he's Catholic. I forgot. Um The Catechism of the Catholic Church, a text which contains dogmas and teaching of the Church, names homosexual acts as intrinsically immoral and contrary to the natural law, and names homosexual tendencies as objectively disordered. Uh, The Church does not consider homosexual orientation sinful in and of itself. Although the particular inclination of the homosexual person is not a sin, it is more or less strongly, uh, it is more or less strong tendency uh, ordered toward an intrinsic moral evil, and thus the inclination itself must be seen as an objective disorder. Now, how can the city of Pittsburgh allow an organization that believes this to celebrate one of their heroes and icons through the cities of Pittsburgh, the city of Pittsburgh, with many politicians being involved, including an over, uh, I think Hillary Clinton showed up one year. I think she tripped. No, she didn't. She coughed. I don't know, I don't know what she did, but she showed up. And um, and Joe Biden was here, I know, at least a couple of times. I know he's been here twice. I, I can remember twice. And, and recently, since he's been vice president, I know that. But how can the city of Pittsburgh allow these children to be influenced by a Catholic Church that believes in this? Uh, and does the, the Catholic Church does say that such, such persons, meaning uh, homosexuals, must be accepted with respect and, and, and sensitivity. Every sign of unjust discrimination in their regard should be avoided. That's nice of the Catholic Church. Now, how do they feel about uh, gay marriage? Well, the Catholic Church does not celebrate or recognize same-sex marriages, it says here. Yet the Catholic laity have been increasingly vocal in their support, blah, blah, blah. But right now, no. No, you can't do it. You can't get married in the Catholic Church if you're if two men can't marry. Um, two women can't marry. It's got to be a man and a woman. Um, and uh, in Spain, uh, a couple of years ago, a transgender person, uh, a transgender um, man, so it was a woman who was claiming to be a man, <laughs> wanted to serve as godfather. I got something on this coming up later. Uh, this man wanted to serve as a godfather. And this is what the um, 
This is what the uh, statement concluded. This is what the statement said from the Catholic Church at the time. The result is evident that this person does not possess the requisite of leading a life conformed to the faith and to the position of Godfather, therefore is not able to be admitted to the position of Godmother nor Godfather. One should not see this as discrimination, but only the recognition of an objective absence of the requisites that by their nature are necessary to assume the ecclesial responsibility of being a godparent. That makes way too much sense. You know? It just does. You can't you can't be a man. I can't be a woman and say you're a man and then to say and then say you're going to be the godfather. We're just not buying it. Um, that's I know that sounds outrageous today, but that's you know that it kind of makes sense. And um, on marriage equality, I, I told you about that. So this is what I don't get. And so uh, would someone please, uh, someone from the media? I, I tried. I tried to get a city council person on Mayor Peduto. I know you're. I'm sure you're a. a, a, a just a regular listener to this program, call us here at uh, 844-302-1250. And you can, too. Uh, if you are if you disagree with what I'm saying here, I'm sorry. I'm a little busy uh, for the next, uh, what is this, what day is today, 7th? I'm a little busy for the next nine days, a, a week. From, so the things. Otherwise, I might be interested in, in starting a, uh, a movement to cancel the uh, St. Patrick's Day parade because I feel really bad for the people who will have to send their kids to it, uh, to an organization that is opposed to gay marriage and uh, considers homosexuality a disorder. Um, I, I just don't understand. I, I, you know, it's just how does the city not separate itself from this evil organization that believes this? Uh, especially, I mean, if they're, if they're going to kick Chick-fil-A out for, for sponsoring something, this is a parade that celebrated... All over the, the country, all over the world. Not a parade, a day that's celebrated with a parade and other festivities all over the world. Um, it's a Catholic saint. And you know, it, gets, it gets me thinking about another thing, because if you're going to, if a city doesn't want to be involved, let's just, you know, the city of Pittsburgh doesn't want to be involved with um, an organization like Chick-fil-A because of their beliefs about homosexuality and, you know, uh, transgenderism and all that stuff. Um I don't know if they. I'm sure. I'm sure they have a marathon in San Francisco, and they and they have it sponsored. And I'm sure that they are very close. Uh, very. Um, they want to be very cautious about who they get to sponsor because they wouldn't want anybody who has the, the beliefs that Chick Fil A does. But what I would be wondering is if you are living in a city named San Francisco, which is named after a Catholic saint, Saint Francis, if. If Chick-fil-A can't be associated with a silly little marathon for kids because of their beliefs, how does the city allow itself to be named after a Catholic saint, especially a city like San Francisco, which is so liberal? When is the movement going to start to change the name of San Francisco to something else? It just doesn't make any sense. You can't have a city named after a Catholic saint. They, they that That Catholic saint would tell you that... Homosexually, homosexual, homosexuality is not good. It's a disorder, and would not in any way approve of gay marriage. So, I'm just saying. And again, I'm a little busy, but if you're out there looking to start a movement, I, I think it's high time. Uh, if 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 what the um, 
the city of Pittsburgh is saying about Chick-fil-A is true and the way they feel about Chick-fil-A is true, I'm sorry. they got to do something about that St. Patrick's Day parade and, and, and the marathon. Just cancel the whole thing. I don't like the marathon anyway, but just and this, just forget it. Uh, and, and, and the marathon and running and all that stuff, it's, uh, it's not good for you. We'll be right back. It's only March, and liberals have done nothing this year but, well, create chaos. Andrew Cuomo in New York, Ocasio-Cortez driving Amazon out of New York, Kamala Harris, they're all out pursuing their liberal agenda. Major corporations where you shop every day are using their buying power to steer America towards a socialist economy. If your cell is with AT&T or Verizon, your money is supporting liberal candidates. The ACLU, you need OUS, Planned Parenthood, you can support your values by switching to Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile offers the same reliable nationwide coverage you already have, plus they've taken a portion of their proceeds and support conservative organizations like the Heritage Foundation, the Susan B. Anthony List, and PragerU. Patriot Mobile has unlimited talk and text plans as low as $20 a month. It's easy to switch. Call 1-800-PATRIOT and mention Hugh or visit patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh and they'll waive up to two activation fees. That's right, two activation fees. Join me and thousands of Americans. Switch today. Hi, I'm Grant Eckert from National Debt Relief. For years, you've heard us on the radio sharing how you can be debt-free in 24 to 48 months, often paying only a fraction of what you owe. But how does our program work? If you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt, personal loans, or collection accounts, you may qualify to get the relief you deserve in just five steps. Step one, our certified debt specialist will complete a free debt analysis. Step two, you'll select the plan that's right for you. Step three, you'll begin making one affordable monthly payment towards your enrolled debts. Step four, our team of experts will negotiate with your creditors. And step five, you'll achieve financial relief. We've already helped over 100,000 Americans resolve more than $1 billion of debt. We're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and have received over 35,000 five-star reviews. The best part is we don't earn a penny until we've successfully resolved your debt. Call National Debt Relief now at 800-658-0988. That's 800-658-0988. 800-658-0988. If this were just any door, and this were just any ignition... Connected to just any transmission in just any vehicle, then perhaps it would be okay to buy it from just anyone. But this is not just any car. It's a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. Every detail has been inspected and road tested by highly skilled Mercedes-Benz technicians. And it's all backed by an unlimited mileage warranty for up to five years. Which makes the decision of where to buy one simple. Your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. The certified pre-owned sales event going on now through February 28th. Come in today and we'll help cover your first month's payment. Offer available through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services. Because in the end, it's absolute confidence in genuine Mercedes-Benz parts, or it isn't. It's either Mercedes-Benz certified pre-owned, or it isn't. See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on credit towards your first month's payment and certified pre-owned warranties. Pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. If wisdom teeth come in properly and meet the right conditions, they are generally safe to keep. But left unchecked, they can put you at risk for gum disease, tooth decay, and damage to adjacent teeth. Some wisdom teeth grow in at such an angle that they never break through the gum, which can lead to tooth decay, gum disease, cysts, and tumors. These impacted teeth can only be seen on x-rays, so the damage they may cause can go undetected if they are not checked by a dental professional. Some people just don't have enough room for another tooth in their mouth, so their wisdom teeth can affect adjacent teeth when they come in. This can make it difficult to chew, difficult to keep them all clean, and misalign your teeth. Not all wisdom teeth need to be removed. 
but they all do need to be monitored by an oral and maxillofacial surgeon. Find a surgeon near you for a complete examination. If your wisdom teeth do need to be removed, the procedure can be done in an office setting with minimal post-operative pain and swelling. Remember, pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. Find your local oral and maxillofacial surgeon at myoms.org. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Okay, uh, the St. Patrick's Day Parade is still on. I just want to make sure you understand that. It was not canceled because I, I, I called for it. At least as far as I know, it didn't happen during the break. I think it'll probably go off as scheduled. Um, and... Uh, but, you know, it's something that they should really consider. Uh, when we come back after the break, i only got a couple minutes here. When we come back after the break, uh, we've got something interesting. Um, it's really it's hilarious to me, actually. It's about um, renewable energy. And, you know, the, the liberals want wind and solar, and they want a, the, the uh, Green New Deal. And they want to get rid of um, combust. Uh, they want to get rid of fossil fuels and blah, blah, blah. You know, how, you know what they want. Um, it's just so funny. What's happening out in California where they're trying to do uh, wind, and we have a guy on who wrote a really good story about it, and we'll have that when we come back after the break, and it shows some – I don't know if it's the, the – the, what stands out more, the stupidity or the hypocrisy. It's both, but I, I don't know which is the most. But speaking of stupidity, um, the Democratic National Committee uh, told Fox that they're not going to be involved in any of their primary debates, which is um, – Really dumb on their part because all it does is alienate even more people who um, are not inclined to vote for any of them. And it, and by being on Fox, they're not going to make anybody like them less. They might, they might have a chance to win over a few voters, um, and um, but they're not going to do it. So they they uh, are saying that uh, they just they don't think they can get a fair deal. Now this is this this is they're going to go to CNN where debate uh, participants, uh, Hillary Clinton, was uh, were given questions beforehand. Um, that's that's, that's going to be fine. And, and they think that uh, apparently, uh, I know when the Republicans primary, uh, Republicans having their primary in 2016, I think, um, I think ABC was involved in a debate and George Stephanopoulos was one of the uh, questioners, and that, not to mention the fact that he's just on every Sunday in, interviewing Republicans and conservatives all the time, he, which would be like Karl Rove hosting a show uh, and interviewing Democrats, uh, but that's okay. So um, the Democrats are not going to allow the uh, uh, Fox News channel to uh, do any debates. And this is what uh, this, guy, this is what a guest on MSNBC said last night, uh, he's a filmmaker, Robert Greenwald, it's essentially a merger between Fox and Trump, so there should be no doubt in anybody's mind the Democrats should not be in any shape or form supporting or encouraging the, this media arm. Now, was this guy alive during the eight years that Barack Obama was president? Did he happen to notice that the, the, every other network except Fox was slobbering all over Barack Obama for eight years. It's it's beyond belief that they that they are either so unaware or so willing to just um, blatantly spit in people's faces that way and act like they don't they're not aware when actually they have to know because they're hypocrites. 
Anyway, we'll come back and talk about hypocrites and big wind. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Paul Manafort is scheduled to be sentenced this afternoon for bank and tax fraud convictions. Manafort was convicted in a jury trial last year of eight felonies related to tax and bank fraud charges for hiding foreign income from his work in Ukraine from the IRS and later inflating his income on bank loan applications. Manafort's lawyers maintain he was unfairly scrutinized as part of special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation of Russian meddling in the 2016 election. Prosecutors say the investigation preceded Mueller's appointment. Correspondent Ben Thomas reports federal sentencing guidelines call for a term of roughly 20 years, though few observers expect Manafort to receive a sentence that long. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 200 points to 25,473. The Nasdaq dropped 85. The S&P lower by 23. Oil up to 56.66 a barrel. This is SRN News. Come on, kids. We're late. Honey, the car won't start. Mom, the dog just sat on my science project. Life can be stressful, but getting life insurance shouldn't be. That's why there's Ethos. Ethos is a modern kind of life insurance that's super fast, incredibly affordable, and very uncomplicated. At GetEthos.com, there are no medical exams for policies covering under a million dollars, no hours of paperwork or meetings with pushy representatives. It only takes 10 minutes to apply, and you can rest assured knowing you've taken steps to protect your family. And in most cases, with Ethos, you can have that peace of mind for less than a cup of coffee a day with no hidden fees. Having life insurance can free you from stress. Getting life insurance shouldn't cause it. Discover how uncomplicated life insurance can be at Ethos. Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to GetEthos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. GetEthos.com. GetEthos.com. Jay Sekulow says there are some concerns about the new Congress. The fact that the President of the United States had to say these words in 2019 should concern everybody. We renew our resolve that America will never be a socialist country. Can you imagine that that was a necessary statement, which it was? Jay Sekula, live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, on AM 1250, The Answer. You're an insurance agent. You're also an entrepreneur looking to grow. And what better way to grow than by being your own boss? Owning your own Farmers Insurance Agency has been called one of the best small business opportunities in America. With a nationally respected brand, award-winning training, and your personal experienced business coach, your opportunity to grow is unlimited. No franchise fees required. Visit BeAFarmersAgent.com and start growing. We are farmers. The Pittsburgh North Regional Chamber proudly presents the next Innovation Pittsburgh Friday evening, March 8th, 5 to 7.30 p.m. at the Doubletree by Hilton and Mars. Join host former Allegheny County Executive James Roddy along with U.S. Representative Connor Lamb and Pennsylvania House Speaker Mike Terzai on issues facing our community. Come for open networking and hors d'oeuvres at 5, followed by presentations and panel discussion. Tickets and details at pghnorthchamber.com That's pghnorthchamber.com Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA, there are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind, expensive. There are lots of changes happening in health care today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every health care provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. 
Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Looking at a backup now on the outbound Parkway North from Route 19 up to Union Avenue Extension. Now, we're also seeing plenty of delays continuing on the Parkway West. Really solid inbound from 79 to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound slowing down Banksville Road to Carnegie. Parkway East crawling along outbound. Now Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood, Swissvale. And really heavy inbound from Forest Hills to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. Turning out cloudy tonight and staying very cold with a low of 18 degrees. Tomorrow, cloudy skies with a little snow at times, especially from midday and into the afternoon. Little to no accumulation is expected, high 37. The low tomorrow night, 24. Remaining mostly cloudy for Saturday, but milder for the afternoon, high 48 degrees. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, the answer. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, a house, a house up on Lake Erie has been in my family for over 50 years. It's on the Canadian side, and the beach looks uh, almost exactly the same now as it did when my mother, who was born in 1917, went there as a kid. In the last few years, some really ugly windmills have popped up, uh, and they do a really nice job of distract, detracting from the view. Uh, and the closer you get to them, the uglier they are, and that's going to be a problem for renewable energy fanatics in the future. They may not know it yet. Robert Bryce is a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute and the producer of a documentary coming soon called Juice, How Electricity Explains the World. He joins us now. Thanks for being here, Robert. Thanks for having me on, John. Happy to be on. Uh, so your piece at the Manhattan Institute caught my eye because I really I hate windmills. I hate the sight of them. Uh, you write about what happened with wind energy in San Bernardino recently. Why is uh, what happened? What's happening out there significant? Well, uh, one one just small correction. It was in National Review today on their website, nationalreview.com. Okay, yeah, I, I saw it on uh, Manhattan. I, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no problem. Um, but uh, yes, last week on February 28th. Uh, the Board of Supervisors in San Bernardino County um, passed a measure that effectively uh, prohibits uh, construction of big renewable energy projects in the county. Now, apparently the the wind resource in San Bernardino County is not uh, uh, tremendous, but it is one of the best sites in California for solar. And in fact, there are two big thermal solar projects there, the Ivanpah Project and the Abengoa Mojave Project Project, but to me, what's remarkable about this, John, and why it's newsworthy, is that California has a 60% renewable electricity mandate by 2030. And yet here is San Bernardino County, the largest county in the United States by land area, effectively saying, we don't want any big renewable projects in our county. <laughs> so uh, many of the people who love the idea of wind and solar energy, they, they don't seem to gra- grasp how much space it takes for the windmills that are going to be providing that clean energy they want. Well, and that is, I mean, you hit exactly the right issue, which is 
we have a lot of politicians, you know, Michael Bloomberg just the other day saying, oh, we want to eliminate the use of hydrocarbons. In January, you had 600 environmental groups sending a letter to the House of Representatives saying, we demand uh, clean energy on our electric grid, but we don't want any nuclear, no biomass, um, and, and it all has to be renewable. Well, the, the land use conflicts that we were already seeing now in the United States, now in California, obviously San Bernardino County, in New York State with the Lighthouse Wind Project that has been proposed for the southern shore of Lake Ontario, all across the country, we're already seeing enormous land use conflicts for, for wind, for solar, for high voltage transmission projects. And yet the, these, the, you know, the, 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 the all renewable crowd thinks, oh, well, we'll just put it out there in the boondocks and those people are going to be happy because they're a bunch of rubes, I guess. And, right. you know, they live in rural areas and voted for Trump, so we'll just put it out there. But that, that is clearly not what's happening. So uh, if um, would lots of windmills on the southern shore of Ontario and upstate New York provide, theoretically, provide electricity for New York City? Well, therein lies one of the other problems because the Lighthouse Wind Project, it's 200 megawatts, the New York independent system operator has already said that if New York wants to meet its new renewable energy mandate, which is 50% by 2030, they'd have to build something like 17 or 20 of those projects of that size. But they can't even build that one. And further, if they did build it, they still have to get that electricity from upstate to downstate, which is a problem because, again, all across the country, high voltage transmission line projects are being rejected. And they're being rejected not necessarily even by local governments, but by state governments. So if if New York City really wants um, wind or solar energy, and, and lots of liberals live there from what I understand, um, if they really want um, solar or wind energy, did where, where are they going to put their? Where would they theoretically put their windmills and their solar panels if, if they're in order to get uh, to to um, power the city of New York? Well, again, another good question, John. You're you're asking the right questions. What Governor Cuomo made clear in January was, oh, well, we'll put them offshore. Well, okay, fine, but the further you put wind turbines offshore, the more expensive it is. Further, second. Anything you put offshore because of salt water becomes dramatically more expensive. And in fact, the Energy Information Administration has already named offshore wind as one of the most expensive ways of generating electricity. And then third, you have to bring that uh, those power lines ashore somewhere. And, you know, again, uh, uh, conflicts over transmission lines, land use. This all goes to what I call the, the vacant land mythology of the the all-renewable uh, promoters, that there's just a lot of vacant land out there somewhere, and we'll just stick it all out there somewhere. But what we're already seeing, again, is this, this just doesn't, this vacant land myth just doesn't, it isn't working. But these are supposed to be pretty smart people, um, Robert, and they are very passionate about what they want to do. This seems pretty obvious to me. Why would there? Why would? Why would this be hard for them to grasp that, that there's just not enough room to do what they want to do? Uh, you know, John, it's uh, it's an old line about well, a man's going to believe what he wants to, and this is one of the things where there's just this fundamental mismatch between the ideology of the the of many of the climate activists and the all renewable activists and the basic mathematics of what uh, is required by. Uh, their their scenarios. I'll give you two examples. 
last October, two researchers at Harvard, David Keith and Lee Miller, released a report which said that just to supply electricity, not forget about you know transportation fuel and industrial fuel, et cetera, if we wanted to use wind energy to supply the electric grid in the United States and only wind energy, you need a land area roughly twice the size of the state of California. Well, again, that's that's nonsense on stilts. We're not going to do that. And yet, the, you know, the, these these true believers keep pushing this agenda and and ignoring the basic math of, of the, that it shows that their belief is simply not workable. Well, the, the agenda can be pushed right up to the borders of places like Los Angeles, where someone, as you wrote in your piece at National Review, uh, somebody uh, on the city council there, some politician said, wind turbines create visual blight, <laughs> which I agree with 100%. Well, and that was in, in 2015. This, again, in Los Angeles County, their board of supervisors you voted unanimously in favor of an ordinance that bans wind turbines in the in the in the in the county's unincorporated areas. In fact, it's very similar to the to the measure that was just passed in San Bernardino County. So, yes, and the the the, the supervisor, the the head of the, uh, the 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 board of supervisors at that time, right, Michael Antonovich, said that that uh, that that wind turbines create visual blight and that they contradict the the county's rural dark skies ordinance. And so. You have these growing conflicts. Um, I'll mention the high-voltage transmission lines. There was a project that was aiming to bring a high-voltage transmission line across the state of Arkansas to bring wind energy from Oklahoma to points east. Well, the entire congressional delegation in Arkansas was opposed to that project, and that killed the project. Uh, In 2017, in Iowa, the legislature passed a bill, and, and, and the governor signed it into law, that prohibits the use of eminent domain uh, for siting of high-voltage transmission lines. So even if there were in this mythological vacant land world that, that, the, the, in, that a lot of these environmental groups are pushing, even if there were the land out there for the wind turbines, it doesn't mean you can get the, the high-voltage transmission lines built to carry that wind energy to urban areas where it's needed. Now, the, the windmills are ugly on top of everything else, but... What's the difference in the amount of space needed for wind and solar? Well, that's a good question, and it's roughly 1 to 10 or 1 to 20, and that is that solar is roughly 10 to 20 times more power-dense than wind, so it requires 10 to 20 times less land. Um, but as I pointed out in, in, in the piece, you have a number of places around the country where um, you have uh, opposition to solar projects. Um, I cited uh, uh, the instance of Spotsylvania County, Virginia, where you have a bunch of neighbors fighting a proposed 500-megawatt wind uh, solar project, and the local residents are saying, well, they don't want it because it's going to hurt their property values. Um, and, and, you know, this is, but this is the refrain throughout rural America. And people are looking at these big renewable energy projects, and they're saying, well, look, we don't want this. We're not. This isn't energy that we're going to use. They're going to ship it off somewhere else. And that's exactly what you saw in San Bernardino County, where one of the parts of the bill that or the measure that was passed prohibits the use of big renewable projects if more than 50% of the energy produced is going onto the grid and won't be used in the local community. So, you know, it's this resistance to the idea of energy plantations in the rural areas. Uh, we're talking to Robert Bryce. He's a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute. His piece is at uh, National Review Online. Uh, San Bernardino, Bernardino uh, County says no to big renewables is the headline. You should check it out. Um, so, you know, you make it pretty clear in your piece that this is a, and you've mentioned it here, but 
it's really hits home when you, in the piece here that this is an urban-rural divide that we're talking about, and it's going to and the further the climate change movement goes, the more this is going to become an issue. The more people push the climate change um, uh, uh, beliefs and the and the myth, as far as I'm concerned, uh, that the more this is going to pop up, and it's going to be a very much of a political issue. Uh, the coast, you know, New York and Los Angeles, they want this clean energy, but they want the people in Ohio and Kentucky and Arkansas to provide the space for it. And that's a big that's a big problem, isn't it? It is a big problem, and I think it's it's interesting when you look at the electoral maps from the 2016 presidential race. Hillary Clinton won big in all the urban areas, but when you you know, but Trump won big in the rural areas. And as I recall, I think he won about five times as many counties as Hillary Clinton did. And so there's this mismatch now in terms of the politics of energy when it comes to that. That issue, you have a lot of these, again, all renewable uh, scenarios being pushed by the big environmental groups. No nuclear, which has a far smaller footprint, but they want these renewable uh, installations just going out there in rural Trump land. And they don't care about the property values or the view sheds or or any of those other issues that people in rural areas care deeply about. So I think it is is yet another example of this urban-rural divide that I think is growing more stark all the time. And it also comes at a time when there's a um, growing movement to, uh, I don't think it'll happen, but there's people out there saying the Electoral College is a bad idea. Isn't this a perfect example of uh, people in New York and L.A. because they have more people voting to have some poor guy in Arkansas have a giant windmill in his front yard so they can have energy? Well, I think that that's exactly right. And, I, you know, I've seen these calls to abolish the Electoral College. But what about the protection of the minority interests? And that's right. exactly what we're talking about here is the protection of the land rights of the people in these rural towns. Um, and there was a piece, in fact, in the, an op-ed in The New York Times last month uh, written by Justin Gillis and Hal Harvey in which they said, well, these high-voltage transmission lines that are going through these states, you know, the states that are resisting them will – I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but they essentially said, well, the federal government should just run over them, you know, that they, they should approve those projects because they're in the national interest. Right. And I've since I saw that and I was really it was really remarkable because I thought, you know, what if they uh, someone else had written that same article and said, well, if it was a pipeline right. or a gas pipeline or an oil pipeline, well, then that would be unconscionable. But because it's high voltage transmission lines for green energy, well, then, of course, we could just Bigfoot those states in terms of their state states rights and you know that it's remarkable to see how in fact the states like new york are using the clean water act section 401 of the clean water act to block the expansion of gas pipelines while states like you know iowa arkansas i didn't mention new hampshire they recently blocked a high voltage transmission line you know what would these states say if they, you know they got bigfooted by the federal government because of high voltage transmission lines they wouldn't like it at all well, this, your piece blows a big hole in the uh, Green New Deal. I, I have about a minute left. Uh, I wanted to give you a chance to talk about uh, quickly what your uh, your uh, documentary, Juice, How Electricity Explains the World, is going to be about. Well, thank you. Uh, sure. Um, it's an 80-minute documentary. We have 40 on-camera interviews with people from seven countries on five continents talking about electricity. The film is, uh, we say it's the human story. of We present the human story of electricity, and we explain why Power equals power. Electricity is the world's most important and fastest growing form of energy, and we're 
we're underscoring how important it is in terms of talking about climate change, women's rights, and poverty. Hey, uh, uh, you can check it out at juicethemovie.com. Juicethemovie.com. I'd like to have you on again when it's ready to come out, Robert. Thanks for being on tonight. Thanks a million, John. Okay, that's Robert Bryce, Senior Fellow at the Manhattan Institute, and we will be right back. Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on up to 20 thousand dollars windows or us will match any competitor's price no hidden fees or surprises ever schedule a free roof inspection today mention am 1250 for an exclusive 10 percent off why pay double visit the area's premier exterior replacement company windows or us more than a window company visit windows or us pittsburgh.com obamacare trump care aca cobra there are so many choices but all seem to bring one word to mind expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial Plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. What's inside your mattress affects its price, comfort, and durability. But most mattress manufacturers won't show you what's inside their products because they simply don't want you to know. How can you know if you're getting the best value if you don't know how your mattress is made? At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that transparency is what's best for our customers. So we have open displays of each model in our showroom so you can see and feel the difference in our products. Visit one of our local Original Mattress Factory stores to see exactly what we're made of. Not so long ago, all mattresses had two sides, and for good reason. You can flip two-sided mattresses regularly, making them last longer than one-sided mattresses. So, what happened to two-sided mattresses? In an effort to cut costs, most mattress manufacturers cut their mattresses in half. For nearly three decades, the original mattress factory has believed that building high-quality two-sided mattresses is the right thing to do. Visit us in one of our stores or at OriginalMattress.com to see how our products are built right and built to last. Many people today think the Bible, the most influential book in world history, is not only outdated, but also irrelevant, irrational, and even immoral. Dennis Prager here. I've written a book, The Rational Bible, Genesis to prove otherwise. My new book demonstrates clearly and powerfully that the Bible remains profoundly relevant both for the great issues of our day and in each of our lives. The Rational Bible Genesis comes out this May, and I want to invite you to join me for an exclusive pre-launch event for my book, 
on May 6th in Orlando, Florida. That will be the first day it will be available to the public. Get your tickets today. Be part of a full-day celebration with me and our partners at TBN. Come and be part of the studio audience for the taping and live broadcast of my radio show. After the broadcast, I'll discuss my new book, answer your questions, and you'll get a signed copy of The Rational Bible Genesis. Join me in Orlando on May 6th. Get your tickets today when you visit my website, DennisPrager.com, and click on the Rational Bible banner. See you in Orlando. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, if you were listening to our last segment about the uh, the battle between rural and urban when it comes to uh, energy in the future because of where they're going to put all these uh, renewable energy um, items like uh, solar panels and um, uh, windmills, uh, keep in mind that most young people, a huge percentage of young people, think it's just wonderful. All they hear is the green energy and clean and blah, 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 and they'd all vote for it. And then along comes this idiot. Uh, this is a Democratic congresswoman named, she's from Massachusetts, where else, named Ayanna Presley. And this is what she introduced Tuesday night. These very same young people should also have a say in who represents them. For your consideration, Amendment number 127, which would lower the minimum voting age in federal elections from 18 to 16 years of age. At the age of 16, our young people have the opportunity and awesome responsibility to drive a vehicle, to gain employment, and even to pay taxes. In fact, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics in 2018, nearly 2 million young people between the ages of 16 and 17 were employed, contributing to our labor force. Blah, 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 blah. They're 16. 16. I I have grandkids who are 15, 17. they're not. They shouldn't be voting for anything. Uh, I'm trying to think of what I when I was 16. To somebody for someone to say to me, "Yeah, you're going to go vote in the presidential election." Uh, I, you could pull 16 year olds, and I bet half of them couldn't tell you who the vice president is. And my my grandkids are pretty smart. They do well in school. I I uh, I wouldn't trust them. To, they should and they, the idea that they should vote at 16. Does anybody in this Democratic Party have a clue? And based on what um, Alexandria overrated uh, Cortez has come up with in the last, what, 20 minutes since she's been in the in Congress, they might want to think about lower, uh, raising the voting age to 20 to 30 because she's 29. Oh, who, who comes up with this stuff? 16 years old. Why not 12, 10? Just let anybody who can read vote. Uh, it's just beyond belief. And, and you know. The, the the problem is that somebody comes up with a with an idea like this, and people are nodding their heads, going, "Yeah, you know, that sounds like a pretty good idea." She should be somebody should come in with a net and put it over her and take her out of the out of the uh, out of the room and say, "Hey, Ayana, we have a nice room for you to relax. We need to we need to talk to you a little bit." Do you know what you just said there? You actually went on on record in the Congress of the United States in the House of Representatives and suggested not suggested you introduced a bill that would allow 16-year-old kids to vote for president of the United States. How do people like her get elected? A 16-year-old should be smart enough not to vote for her. I'll see you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.